Rebrand fam, welcome back to our podcast. This is episode 10. Just yeah, now you get it right. Out. Yeah, yeah. Hedson was uh, a little off uh, last one, but uh, this is episode 10. So I think that's kind of exciting that we, we made it to 10. It is. It is very exciting. Uh, uh, we don't have Andy here again. Uh, he's been busy with family, but it's great because we 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 emphasize family. Yeah, yeah. That's a balance. So, um, Javier Calderon here, Herson Cardona, and then I'm actually going to get let Herson introduce our special guest because I really don't know you. <laughs> so. I know your first name, but I don't know your last name, so I'll, I'll let you. You're going to like the last <laughs> name. It has, yeah. a, it has a ring to it. Yeah, so Ben Glenn. Ben Glenn? <sighs> really? There you go. What's your middle name? Hen? No, it's <laughs> <laughs> James. Yeah. James. Ben J. Are you Glenn. Benjamin or Ben? Yeah, it's Benjamin. Could never spell it. And then I changed it down to Benji, and then there was that dog movie that came out. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. So, and like, growing up, you were Benji? Well, yeah, then the dog, and then I'm like, eh, just go to Ben. Yeah. But true story, though, I could never spell Benjamin. Wow. And so it was even spelt wrong on my driver's license. How are you? No, seriously, then I got in trouble with TSA and all that jazz. Bro, so th- wow. we're, we're not talking like kindergarten. No, man. I, I Still, I don't even know. Like, I, I had How did you spell Benjamin. it? Benjamin. <laughs> Benjamin. I was wanted to dunk. I have dunked a couple times. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. The room is bent a little. Oh my god! I'm not a small person. They, they cry. I can't tell I'm sitting here. But. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, some people won't 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 be able to see that. They have to go to the YouTube to see you. But uh, uh, we have several several uh, followers on our podcast. Cool. Uh, uh, Apple, Spotify, everywhere you have a spot a uh, uh, podcast. Uh, our wives follow us. Yep. I think uh, I maybe they listen to us. I don't know. <laughs> my children. Uh, I I still trying to convince my children to follow and listen. Uh, maybe one day. Maybe after we pass, it's they'll, actually, they'll it's go back and listen to it. Most views are probably us just going back and making sure everything was good. So. Yeah, I, 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 I re-listen to the podcast maybe once a day. so really, they can. You're really selling this for me to be here. <laughs> yeah. Sacrificing <laughs> my Saturday for those two, <laughs> two followers. We, we, we leave it on repeat at night on Spotify. All night. We sleep to our own voices. Do you know what's actually really cool is that, um, and you said this, is that you are creating something that, that is going to last. You know, and and you may not get the the views or the hits right away, but then you go back in a year and you're like, wait, where's all this coming from? Somebody heard about it, and then somebody told somebody, and so, you know, it's it's kind of cool how that happens. Yeah, we don't know. We we it was just a dream uh, back in the day. It was just a conversation, and uh, uh, God's grace, uh, you have uh, uh, been over here. This is our number ten. Number ten. So it's my num- favorite number. By number the way. ten. I'm not wow. even joking. Wow. Yeah. So you you so are. So when you were Duncan, you had number ten on your jersey. No, nah, you know, just just I love ten. It's just good. Yeah. I Complete. had forty four, but you know, that's just because the number they gave me. I didn't yeah. have a choice. <laughs> so Ben, uh, you are the youth pastor here at Mercy Road, and uh, yeah. uh, just that's how we met. Uh, uh, almost a year and a half. Yep. Uh, and it has been a blessing just to get to know you more and more and uh, your love and your passion for youth and uh, what you do. And that's what inspired me. And that's that's kind of like why I, I told Javi, we, we need to have Ben over here. Uh, <laughs> besides, we are boring, so we need someone to <laughs> to pump up, you know, that, that, uh, get us uh, uh, to six views. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so Cool. So, uh Practically, this is what we do at a coffee shop. Um, yeah. uh, Javi, Andy, and I, uh, back in the day, 
uh, uh, we're pastors' kids, uh, uh, leaders' kids. Um, Andy's mom, uh, 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 it's a it's a w- worship leader before he was even born, and and we have been in ministry, and we used to have these talks of what 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 did ministry look like for us and sure. the church, family, people, yeah. our friends, and. Uh, we wanted the world to to hear those stories that happen. So, yeah. so that's kind of like why we do this, uh, just to share stories, uh, your story of redemption, yeah. how God has used you, and uh, in many ways. So we just uh, we're gonna go and ask you a few questions. Uh, we're not gonna get your social security number, not maybe yet. next time, but not this one. I think there's a niner uh, in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll probably give us the wrong one anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Two six niner. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, your your um, your walk with Christ and your passion. Yeah. And uh, uh, your difficulties in in life um, uh, and perhaps I, I tell uh, people perhaps our story might help one person mm-hmm. that is going through that struggle right now. Yep. And uh, we don't know how uh, how that would 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 affect them? So, tell us a little bit about you, your your conversion. You you know, you're you're growing up. Uh, uh, were yeah. you always a Christian or? No, no, not at all. I was a heathen. Yeah. Um. So, back on my introduction. So, um, youth pastor. Been here for three years. I did not go to school for this. Uh, the senior pastor, Josh Hoosman, actually was my intern when he was 19. <laughs> Never did any work. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, like, you know, because now he's my boss. And there'll be times where he's got to, like, you know, teach me something. And I'll be like, he's trying to pat it down. Yeah. I'm like, no, nah, just tell me, dude. Yeah. I'm so proud of you, man. Yeah. Awesome. But um, I, my actual job, um, or what I've done for a long time, um, I'm a. Uh, a speaker and an artist and uh, travel all over the world and uh, stand on stages and, you know, share my message and my story. And um, I started that when I was 19 and uh, I had 25 years straight and then COVID hit and then all my shows got canceled. And it was really God's um, just hand that uh, I was interviewing for a part-time role here. I wouldn't have, didn't have anything to do with COVID. Wow. Uh, when you interview at Mercy Road Church, it's literally you got to go through five <laughs> interviews. I'm like, I know you guys, you know, and but I had to interview with all these guys. And uh, the day I got hired, two days later, we were in quarantine, <laughs> and all of my shows started to cancel. And I'm like, well, God kind of had this figured out, you know. So you started looking for this part time job before you knew you. Should. I I actually wasn't even looking for this. Okay. I went out. Josh and I were grabbing dinner one night, and um, we were just kind of hanging out connecting and he's just like hey we've got a young guy here who's super dynamic right out of college though he could really use some some help okay and uh with a lot of the transitions that they had here at the youth department um they went from a very thriving hundred plus student ministry to i think we had 10 10 Mm, kids and so um you know and, and i have two teenage daughters and i really wanted to get them engaged um being the 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 kids uh of a speaker, they're always backstage in the green room hanging out, but never with other mm. students in community. Okay. And I was like, man, I got to get my kids, you know, that opportunity to experience what I experienced with uh, fellowship of Christian athletes in different uh, ministries. And this was a great opportunity. And so I, I talked to my wife and uh, we kind of said, Hey, let's give it a shot. Um, we're always looking for new opportunities, new stories. And uh, 
and it just happened to work out that COVID hit, and then all my <laughs> my calendar just got cleared out. Wow. And uh, and so my first year, I was part time. I went back to school, which is crazy. And I'll talk a, a little bit about that too. Um, and then uh, they hired me full time, and so I've been here for three years. And uh, I am moving back to part time so that I can go back on the road and do uh, <laughs> do what God call has called me to do. So yeah. So can we going back to because I like context. Um, oh, add questions, man! I love questions. So nineteen, <coughs> you start going out. Speak, yep. But so are you? Have you come? to the feet of Jesus at this point or are you yeah so um yeah we'll we'll back it up a little bit uh, so the question is were you a Christian no nah, well <laughs> so let me let me give you a little bit of the background because I think it'll make sense and I think that some of your viewers that may find this um they're gonna connect with my story because there's a lot of kids out there like me mm. uh third grade had to take a bunch of tests uh they told me I was special I had no idea what that meant. Uh, back in the 80s, what it meant is they are going to throw you in a special ed classroom. Yeah. And I got labeled all kinds of stuff, LD, dyslexic, ADHD later on. And uh, so my whole background is in the special ed program. Uh, ended up going to college for a few years. Um, I went to FCA camps when I was uh, in ninth grade. What's that? Uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So it's a parachurch okay. ministry that focuses on um, people that love sports. Okay, okay. You know, and so you're in the church as you're going through middle school, high school. Uh, not not so much in middle school, but in high school in the ninth grade, there was a teacher who saw an opportunity. Um, had been praying for me. Mm. I was struggling with my identity. You know, when you have these labels, it's really hard not to get caught up in the stinking thinking. Yeah. And uh, and we can dive more into some of that ADD stuff um, because I think some of your listeners could really relate to that. Mm. But uh, I went to this camp. She paid for it, and uh, God grabbed a hold of my heart, and uh, I was just a ninth grader. And then the journey was, how do you – Grow in your faith in a way that you really stink at. Like, if you think about kids that have ADHD or even adults, you know, to grow in our faith, you even got a Bible sitting right here on this couch. You yeah. have to read. Yeah. Okay. You have to focus. They say, go, go pray, go meditate. All of those things we are, we are horrendous at. And so there was a lot of that up and down yo yoing of trying to figure out how do I fall more in love with Jesus in ways that are maybe unconventional yeah, um, and not get caught up with the shame element of it when you kind of struggle. And, um, and so I've really kind of, you know, part of my shows, I would talk a lot about that. Uh, but I also do a lot of school assemblies, a lot of corporate stuff. So those are a little bit different. Okay. But um, when I did start in the ninth or when I was 19, um, most of my stuff was in a church setting. Okay. okay. So I was getting booked for all kinds of camps and uh, crazy, weird, goofy gigs, you know? Um, what are like, your parents thinking throughout? Like, are your parents Christians? Are they going to <laughs> no, church? Because no, you, you said no. No, my, uh, so my mom now is, yeah. My mom's amazing. Uh, she loves Jesus. And that, that happened a little bit later on. Uh, my parents, I come from a broken home. My parents are divorced. Okay. And, um, and so I, I don't know what my dad's thinking. I'm still working on that guy. Hmm. Uh, you know, you, you you hear and read stories about Paul, and you're like, you can't ever lose hope. Hmm. You know, if God can right. get one like that, he can yeah. get anybody. And yeah. uh, my dad needs to be saved. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, when I was uh, when I was 19, you know, I started out. Uh, I left college, which was weird because I had a uh, scholarship to play basketball, and I gave all that up to go on the road. It's you know, it was weird to go to be like, I'm going to draw chalk. 
yeah. and give it, you know, school and go draw chalk. And they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> I told you I was special. Yeah. So, you know, and it really, it, I love that Bible verse in Jeremiah where it does talk about God has a plan and, um, and he does. And I think sometimes it's hard to trust in that, especially when there's those scary things. Yeah. You know, when you're ADD, um, because we're impulsive people, sometimes we don't have as much of an issue with those risk taking mm, things. Mm. And so I remember just kind of jumping right into it and having everybody like, you're a moron, dude, you gave up, you know, a, a scholarship. And I, I, they, I was an, a resident advisor. So my room was all paid for. I had my own room, wow, and wow. my own personal bathroom. And I gave all that up and, um, to go out and do ministry. And, uh, what was, what was the drive at 19? So like, you don't have your parents support, like nope. saying, Hey, go do this. Is was it that impulsiveness that really got you there, or, or was there a drive also, um, or was it like, oh, this is exciting and new? Let me try this out. You know, I think there was part of that the exciting and new thing. I think that that is a very ADD thing. Uh, we see something shiny, our brain says, "Go get it." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't necessarily think, "Wait a second, this might not be good." Yeah, I should jam a fork <laughs> into that electrical outlet. Yeah, but um, I, you know, I had had a few opportunities, um. I had transferred from – I was at St. Xavier University in Chicago. That's where I had my scholarship, and, and uh, I had my uh, my dorm. And um, and I transferred to Anderson University because okay. I wanted to play for a Christian coach. Okay. And, um, you know, in that environment, I was struggling. I was really struggling to just to stay true to my faith. At you know, Xavier? Yeah, a lot of temptations all around. Um and, and I, you know, when you have ADD without accountability, it's easy mm. to fall. And, um, and you're on the basketball team. And I'm on the so basketball team, and there's a lot explosion. of crazy stuff on the road. And, you know, a lot of things that I wasn't really prepared for or even kind of mentored in being prepared for, or like, hey, here's how you respond to this. So it was a lot of just growing up and uh, learning the hard way and uh, recognizing that I need to change uh, my environment. Um, and here's this is a huge issue with people that have ADD back on the impulsive thing. And and you'll hear me say that a lot because when you, you think about ADD, a lot of people are like, well, you, it means you don't know how to focus. That actually isn't true. We focus better than everybody. Uh, it, we're just selective with our focus. Okay. Um, in fact, we do what's called hyper-focus, which mm-hmm. means we don't have any concept of time or space. If we're all into something, mm-hmm. it's all c- consuming. Okay. Imagine that being something negative. Right. Imagine, hey, you're trying to grow in your faith and you screw up and, you know, the enemy is throwing it in your face and you're, you're just stuck in that guilt and shame mm-hmm. space. And so what a lot of ADDers do is instead of really kind of trying to find help or even trying to figure out how do I navigate this in a healthy way, um, we decide everything's wrong. Mm-hmm. And so we get rid of everything. Wow. And so here I was at St. Xavier, pretty nice setup. Um, I was dating a girl there. And uh, I dumped my girlfriend, quit my job, uh, gave up my scholarship, left college, and I moved down to Anderson, Indiana. Wow. And this came out of just out of struggling just incredible discomfort, and just there was just something inside of me that wasn't yeah. right. And part of it was just that environment that I was in was yeah. toxic. Um, How quick did you come to all these decisions? Because these are huge decisions. Dude, like seriously, that just like this. That's the thing. And that's where you have to be. And the 80 years that are listening to this right now, they're like, oh, my gosh, he's so true. <laughs> um, I, so I do a lot of reels on Instagram on, on ADD. And it's amazing how um, I'm, I'm not a medical guy. So I don't take the medical approach. 
Um, though but, I do try to keep up with all that stuff because it's good to know. But you've lived it. Um, but that's exactly what they're getting. They're like, oh, this guy's finally speaking my language. I got yeah. this one video. I have no idea. I think I was telling you, like last time I talked to you, it had like 20,000 views. It's at 177,000. Wow. Wow. And I'm like, it, and I'm even looking, I'm like, that's not even my, my, my best video. But it was all about, <laughs> wait, he said it in a way that it makes Connected. sense. And, uh, and a lot of it was about that impulsiveness with the discomfort. Like, I don't know what's wrong. I can't identify mm. it, but I know something's wrong. So I got to get rid of everything. everything. And so, you know, you don't really realize when you're young, the damage that that can yeah, do. Yeah. And so I praise God. He put me in a situation where I had some support down here. Um, I ended up going to Anderson. So I gave up a scholarship and I ended up paying to go to college there mm-hmm. at a private school, which was super expensive. And, uh, I was there for just a semester okay. and I was there to play basketball for this coach. And I remember meeting with him. His name was Denny Lanus. Uh, and you know, how God brings people in your life that are extremely instrumental and they really kind of help shape some of that direction. Mm-hmm. He was one of those guys. And this is what he said. I love basketball. I would even go as far as saying basketball was my little G God. Mm, wow. You know, I was finding my identity, you know, struggle with all that special ed stuff in school, but basketball I could play and I was good. Um, Did you fixate on it? Just oh, like you yeah. did on it? Like this Absolutely. was a craft. I mean, I gonna... would, I'd be the one guy that would go and play all the pickup games. I'd be the one guy that, uh, you know, I'd, I'd stay in the gym as late as I could. Um, and, and I got better. Um, but I wasn't great, okay, you okay. know, but when you're, when you are fixated on it like that, you do have high hopes. And when yeah. you're a kid, you know, when you're taught, Hey, you can do anything. Yes. I'm thinking, well, I could play forever. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so I go and, uh, so coach, that's where you're at. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm at Anderson and, and, um, I'm getting ready. The season's getting ready to start, but right at the same time, I was getting opportunities to go and speak and do this art thing. And, uh, what he, kind of art? So I draw on a big canvas on stage, so it's six feet uh, wide, eight feet long. It stands nine and a half feet tall, and I can uh, cover that with chalk in under twelve minutes. And it actually looks like something. Yeah, you got you got to see it. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's uh, so you know when so I was. This is why you're saying <laughs> yeah. you're gonna leave to go. Yeah, draw chalk. So, so like. Okay. Uh, I meet with his coach and I'm like, yeah, I'm getting these opportunities. And it's at the point where I'm getting called to do like weekend retreats and I'm missing school and I'm missing classes. And I'm really at a, a pivotal point of, um, you know, should I stay or should I go? And, you know, back to that, Hey, sometimes those decisions happen overnight. Well, because basketball was such a hold for me, Mm. it wasn't an easy decision to make. And so I went and I met with coach and I said, Hey, you know, I really want to play for you this year. Um, you know, you're an amazing coach. And it was actually really funny. He used to coach at Kankakee Community College. And when I was at St. Xavier, we played their team. And I, like, got dunked on, like, seven times. Wow. Yeah, and I'm like, I got to play for that guy. He was amazing. <laughs> uh, and he remembered me, too. And, and uh, the guy that got dunked on seven times. Exactly. Well, I fouled out in the third quarter because I'm like, I'm tired of getting dunked on. They called me the bruiser. <laughs> but um, I'm sitting in there with, in his office, and he looks at me, and he says, Ben, I've seen you play, and I've seen you do your art. Uh, you're never going to be in the NBA. Mm. And you know, he just came right. There was no sugarcoating it. Just like, just trashed me right there. And I'm like, <laughs> just crushed my dream. And wow. I, I remember leaving there and I went and got with the uh, assistant basketball coach and his name was Stan Doherty. And uh, he was also my advisor. 
And I said, Stan, I don't know what to do. I mean, everybody says you got to go to college, you got to finish college. And, and he looks at me, and his job is to try to keep me there. Mm-hmm. You know, my tuition pays his salary, and this yeah. is what he says to me. We're not going anywhere, Ben. If God's opening up a door, we'll just walk there. through it. Yeah. If, it, if he slams it shut and it doesn't go well, come on back. We'll love to have you back. But, yeah. you, hey, if you're feeling this nudge to go, give it a shot. Wow. Never look back. Yeah. So – I still got two and a half years of college left to do. So, or a year? Wait, no. I finished two and a half. I got a year and a half left. Hey, Eligibility left. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I could play again. <laughs> ben uh, Glenn standing six foot three. <laughs> He's fifty years old, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. How uh, how did the chalk? <clears throat> yeah. So come to be. No, that's good. Um, and and I, I'm so gl- grateful for your questions because. Though the 80 deers that are listening to this can track with me, um, sometimes people listen to me and I'm all over the place. You like need Dramamine when you listen to Ben Glenn. Um, so when I got diagnosed with all that stuff back in, in grade school, um, you you get what's called a 504 plan. Okay. Um, and that is uh, actually with the state. And so you are now officially like, I don't know the subtitles, but basically as the state sees you, you are uh, the school is required to give you accommodations. Okay. Okay. And so I should have um, gotten that when I was. Yeah, yeah. You need the five hundred nine plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they call it a five hundred four, but that's yeah. what it's called, a five hundred four. So the first thing they give you is this thing called an IEP, which stands for Individual Education Plan. Okay. And so what they'll do is they will go and they'll look not just at what the class is, but they'll look at the instructor. Okay. So let's say you struggle with you know reading like I do. So they're going to they're going to look at this teacher and say, "Well, that teacher typically assigns reading assignments and then there's a test that would follow." Where this teacher is teaching the same subject, but they're more about working in a group, there's okay. more, okay. you know, activity, there's yeah. more engagement, and so they're going to sign me up for that Compatibility. teacher. Compatibility. Exactly. And so they're trying to be strategic and set me up for success. And when I went into um, high school, when I was a junior, um, they realized they made a mistake. I needed two years of a foreign language to graduate. So I needed either two years of Jamaican or two years of Australian or some kind of a foreign language. Some people are going to get that. Uh, to graduate. But I struggled so much in English that when I ended up going to college, usually when you go to college for that first year, you know what you take in English? English 101, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, they put me in English 99. <laughs> It exists. I was the only person in that class from this country, right? And they're all trying to cheat off of me. And I'm like, I may look local, guys, but I am special. You're, try- yeah. you're actually cheating off them. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're like, dude, do not cheat off me. You will not succeed. They um, sent me to grammar first year in college. Grammar? They sent me to grammar. What is yeah. it? You, they sent you to grammar? Grammar, yeah, to, to learn English. And it's like, uh, it's like, you know, am I back in high school? <laughs> well, you know, it, it it was weird. I wish that they would have. I wish they would have pushed me and gave me a chance to uh, take Spanish because um, what I know, and I could be completely wrong, and you guys can correct me, is that phonically, Spanish, uh, like it, it sounds the way that you spell it. Sure. Yeah. Where in English, you know, uh, like well, it, it doesn't. Like, give you a great example: the word "the." Why is there an "e" there? It should be "thu." The "uh." <laughs> <laughs> I was terrible in English. It was terrible. Um, and so I, I was English 99. And then um, uh, I, I don't know where we were going with this. Uh, how, how you got to chalk. Oh, yeah. 
So they said, hey, Ben, instead of two years of a foreign language, you can either take two years of a music class or you can take two years of an art class. Okay. So I was literally just a junior in, college, or in high school, and I took art because I thought, well, that'll probably be the easiest thing to do. Yeah. And um, I was actually really good at it. And you I didn't remember, know prior to this. No. Well, here's the thing. I used to doodle in class, and I used to get yelled at. So for me, art was the devil. Yeah, yeah. Because I get you know yelled at and sent to the principal's office when I was in elementary school because you're like I, you're doodling in class, you're not paying attention, and the teacher didn't realize that I was trying to stay focused. I just needed to do something wow. to keep my hands yeah, busy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they didn't know this. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. There's a negative reward to it. Exactly. Time, so. And so I'm like, I'm not even doing anything with art. Like, every time I touch art, I get yelled at. But then they literally said music or art, and I'm like, eh, I don't sing. And so uh, I took art, had a, an amazing teacher. Um, her name is Mrs. Gallahue. And she would always, uh, when she recognized the potential, she would always say, Ben, you could do something with this art. Wow. Now, you're looking at me right. Do I look like an artist? No. <laughs> and I remember looking at her, I'm like, what do you, you see me wearing a beret, you know, painting pretty pictures? No, this is just to get out of school. And it was actually really funny. She, uh, she and I would go back and forth, and she'd say, Ben, you could do something with art. And I'd give her a hard time, and I'd, I'd have all the attitude to kick it out, and I'd be like, what am I ever going to do with art? When I'd do like <laughs> Scooby-Doo, what am I ever going to do with art? <laughs> so she saw me do a show. I had no idea she was in the audience. And she came right up to me, and I'm like, oh, no. First thing she says is, what am I ever going to do with art? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. But, um, so that's where the art came, and I, uh, I met a guy through the uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes who drew there. Um, he and I became good friends. He was about 80 years old when I met him. Um, I love old people. They got great stories. They mm. can eat whatever they want. Um, and so we hit it off. And uh, he and I um, became really close. And before he passed away, he said, hey, would you continue this chalk ministry? And so he showed me how to do a few things, and then I kind of made it my own. And, um, and so it was kind of that... Handing over the baton. So the chalk came with him. The yep. art started in high school. Yeah. So I had some of those raw skills, and then uh, the performance side of that came through Bill. And uh, yeah, wow. 27 years later, I'm still doing it. How long were you under him? Like how long? Uh, just a summer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he uh, he and I I was an intern at this camp that he lived at, and I would watch him every every week get up and draw and. Uh, I never had any any aspiration to do this. I just love what he was doing. It just kind of it it connected with me. You know, at this he was point so, was art a passion for you? Not really. Okay, it was just something that I did to graduate. And um, but actually, you know, watching Bill, you start seeing. Oh wait, it's not a, This is not the way I have always envisioned art. Mm. I had no idea you could do this okay. yeah. as a performance or on stage or even draw as fast as what he does. Um, and so it was just a really neat relationship. And then uh, that following summer, um, he had gotten sick, and he's just like, hey, Ben, I, I committed to speak at the Taylor University basketball camps. Uh, I arranged it with them for the, to give you a shot. Would you try to just you know substitute for me at least for this summer? And, and so I, I was this 19-year-old kid, and I went out to Taylor University, and uh, I did one show, and they booked me for the rest of the summer. You're wow. getting paid. Got it. paid. Not not much. But yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it was more than I'd ever made. You know, back then, I think it, I think they paid me like three hundred dollars a show, which was outstanding yeah. for me. Um, I'm not tell you what I get paid now, but it ain't yeah. no three hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
Good for you, bro. <laughs> yeah, so it's been it's been a fun journey. Um and you know, I being here at the church and working with the students really was a god thing. You know, I I went back and I did a school assembly. Um this was back in the fall and I really wondered um you know, with COVID and a lot of different things that had gone on, will I still be able to connect with the students? And being not just in front of students, but now for the last three years being with, with students yeah. helped me to understand where, you know, some things these kids are dealing with and how to talk to them a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, not not to be fake or anything, but just to understand and be like, hey, I know I'm an old guy, but there's some things that I might be able to tell you that'll be an encouragement to yeah. you. And, um, you know, in the art thing, that I do, it really uh, opens them up to me sharing with them. It's just a tool. Yeah, because many of those youth are are, are, are seeking identity, yeah. just like you, you you were, you know, back in the day. And and, and God le- led you to to find that that maybe at, at the time wasn't a passion, right? You know, but but just an idea. And and uh, you went through the door, and and God made it a career in. And I think that you love doing because, you know, I have seen you do that <laughs> and uh, and actually interact with youth. Yeah. And uh, uh, even the Spanish youth, uh, you know, love uh, Ben Glenn. And, you I'll know, tell you as, what, as, as I know you're not supposed pastor. to have your favorites, but your kids are my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you know what, what I love about um, the Hispanic kids is that um, for some of the kids here, it's taken me every bit of three years for them to warm up to me. Mm. But with your kids, I mean, maybe two Sundays, and you know they're coming up and they're asking me questions and they're sharing, you know, like, hey, look at prom and just loving that. And you know what I love is that um, they're just they're eager and they're wanting to 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 learn and to grow and to be a part of community. And I think that that um, I want that to rub off some on some of our other kids here. Yeah, sometimes uh, if we want to be part of, of something yep. and, and sometimes because we are in the something, yep. we don't want to be part of it. We just feel privileged that we are part of sure. something. And it, it, it happens within the Spanish community when it's only Spanish. Yep. Yep. You know, you, you have new kids and, and they want to they wanna connect. They want to be part of it. And uh, the ones that have been there for a while, they just feel like, you know, we we know everything here, <laughs> and, and and it's 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 um it's a challenge. At the same time, uh, you know, uh, we gotta go and find them where they are, even yeah. in church, because we we share our stories of growing up in church. Right. And you can be lost in a church. Oh yeah. You can be the prodigal son in a church you can be that son that stays and doesn't go and spend all the money but stays here and does not have a relationship with god yeah and and one of the desires is that they will hear our stories and how god you know uh, shine the light in our sin in our lives and then and then when we really turned around you know he starts using us yeah in a way that will glorify him and our lives are being transformed. No, that's so true. I, uh, as you're sharing, like I, this is a, a, a passage that's keep coming up in my mind as, as like I've been, as I've grown up, I like, I've always struggled with, uh, decision 
making and and not because I don't want to make decision. I just want to make sure that it's the right yeah. decision. Like, yeah, yeah. God, what is it that you want? <laughs> right? Like, I don't. When I know, let's go. I yeah. take. I make my decision, but like that uncertainty. And and as you're sharing, I and this is a passage that's been helping me for the last year or so. And I think it's Proverbs sixteen nine, and it talks about man man makes plans, but God um, establishes his steps. Yeah. Right. Um, and as you've had, this is what you're sharing. Like yeah. you had your plans, but in the process, God said, uh, uh-uh, let me put your steps here, here, here. And, and now you, cause you wouldn't have planned this going no. into Xavier. It, no. Your plan was basketball, NBA, even if it was on the bench, you would take an NBA. Oh my gosh. On the bench. You know what? I love, I love to practice. I don't, I, I don't need to play in the game. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I just want to, I just want to hoop it play. up. Yeah, you know there there is a um, just off of what you said uh, it reminded me of this, and I I'm not good with the numbers. Um, that's always one of my greatest fears when I first started preaching is I'm dyslexic, so I'm like I can get these numbers wrong. <laughs> but um, here's the story, and this is this is the ADD person to to a T. Uh, Jonathan, Saul's son. They're all hanging out, getting ready to fight the Philistines, and they're trying to figure out when should we go fight these guys, you know. And what you read is that you got Saul. He's underneath this tree with this thing called a nephod or whatever, and it was something that they would pray, and it would help them, you know, hear from God or whatever. And they're under there with the whole, you know, army trying to figure out when do we go, when do we go. And Jonathan, it just seems like he gets impatient, right? He's just like, you know what? I'm just going to go attack them. I'm going to take my my sword bearer. We're going to go attack and if God blesses us, we will be victorious. And if not, well, we'll be in heaven tonight. And I'm like, yeah. that is me. <laughs> yeah. To yeah. A t- I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just going to go for this. And, you know, that's how I was when I was younger. I think being married and having kids and stuff, I got to be more strategic. And plus the the Russian, um, which is my wife. My wife is from Russia. I call her the Russian. So if I refer to her, <laughs> she, uh, she tries to make sure that, you know, I try to have the plan. <laughs> But, it, it, you know, it's tough because I still sometimes struggle with, okay, I see this fun, shiny thing, and I want to go jump mm. in it. And mm. my wife is just like, calm down, step back, mm. just wait. So question I always want to know, so wife, two girls? Yeah, I've got one? two teenage daughters. One just graduated. Um, Natasha is my oldest, and Anastasia is my Youngest, she's stuck a, with the Russian names. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yes. My wife is Paulina, and her mother is Olga, <laughs> and her dad yeah. is Vladimir. Mm. Are you serious? Oh yeah, this is a yeah. classic. Oh totally, yeah totally. And then you, and then Ben. Ben. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, it's funny when when uh, we were getting married. She's like, "You need to take my last name. It sounds better." <laughs> yeah. I'm like you, no, Ben Glenn <laughs> is the best stage name ever. All right, drop her her last name. What's her What's her last name? Oh gosh, Asharov. Oh, wow. Dude, yeah, like, that's strong. I I'm already kind of scared of your wife. Just yeah. I'm terrified of her. <laughs> and I, and I I've been married to her for almost you know 30 years. So yeah. how'd you guys meet? Is she was oh, she born no, in Russia? No, you're gonna love this. Oh yeah, she was born in Russia. Uh, she lived there till she was nine or so, and then okay. moved to Australia. So she's actually an Australian citizen. Okay. Um, and uh, what's her accent? She doesn't have one. In college, it was it was Australian. So was, you met her in college? Oh yeah. yeah, Wait, yeah. Which which college? San Xavier. Okay. And she was the girl I dumped, so oh, I ended up man. marrying her. Hey, we were gonna wow. go. I was already gonna you're, go you're, ask, go back to that because oh, yeah. I I love process and how God works through us because it's it's never like a oh you're squeaky clean you're good like oh. it's a process. Of-